morning. Welcome. Chris Marcus here with you talking about silver today. And congratulations, the price of silver is now $600. No, just kidding. It's April Fool's Day. Although it could be $600 one day. Um, as stunning as that sounds, if you actually break down how much silver is there, or more appropriately, not there. Um, but anyway, in today's video, just a quick update on some interesting things that are happening for everyone who's just watching the price. I think it was up a little bit this week, nothing completely stunning, yet really uh, for the last six years or so, ever since silver got smoked from uh, $49, which now again, uh, if you haven't seen the transcripts of the banks and the, the things where they're bragging about, let's smash it, and the other guy's giggling, it's uh, really worth checking out. You can Google that and find why silver mysteriously plummeted. But in either case, uh, what I think is important to understand is that if you're just looking at the price that silver is trading at every day, you're going to be confused because it's not trading based on supply and demand, which can be incredibly frustrating at times. Um, but on the other hand, the way I've approached it is I would think about Enron or Bernie Madoff or the, especially the housing bubble when there's something that you understand what's really going on, you can see that certain things are a matter of when as opposed to if. Certainly I think that's the case in silver and I'm stunned that this leveraged Ponzi scheme has been able to go on as long as it has. Great interview with Andrew McGuire, perhaps you're familiar with, uh, who's a trader in the metals markets and has been an outspoken critic of some of the illegal felony behavior. and, and there's, Again, it's not, we're not talking about gray area stuff. I mean, these are things that when I was on the trading floor, if I had done, I would have been in jail the next day. Um, but anyway, Andrew was talking about how uh, he's been seeing continued signs of physical tightness. And the point being just, I thought about these past situations where... You know, if you really knew where to look before the ship finally went down, like in an Enron or Madoff, if you were talking with Madoff or were working at the firm, you probably sensed something was going going on. And like any scandal, if you're close and can see the signs, um, you can sense when some of these things are going to happen. And I like reverse engineering a lot, so I would think, all right. When, uh, again, now this is just my belief that, uh, although one, what McGuire mentioned is that the, uh, the leverage in terms of like every piece of physical metal, you have one piece of metal and he often cites uh, some metric he has where it's a 92 to 1 ratio of paper contracts to metal. So 92 people think they own the same piece of metal. He says if you plug in the uh, derivative exposure, that gets up to like 500 to 1, which is why when you hear some of these three-digit numbers for silver, just, you know, things getting really wacky, I understand that if someone's just coming from CNBC, Wall Street Journal programming, it's going to, you know, sure, they're going to think you're a conspiracy theorist if you say that, um, which is why... Again, by all means, don't do anything because I say it. I'll just introduce some things that I look at that I think people might want to know about that aren't often shared. 
because when you see these things and understand the dynamics of the setup, sure, if you've been buying silver or mining stocks the last couple of years, it has not been a fun time. I've experienced this. Uh, I still have the tire marks on my back. Um, but that's why uh, the, the payout can be so extreme, as maybe you saw in the movie The Big Short. There's, I think the payout can be even bigger in this situation just because it's so extreme. It's like, uh, as Peter Schiff used to always say, when you push a beach ball underwater, the farther it goes down there, once it eventually gets released, the higher it springs up, right? So that's what I've expected at some point, at some time, it's taken longer. I'm, I'm stunned of how long this crime has been able to take place and it is a blatant crime and it's for the people who choose to look it's easy to see but again it's not put on the the news and it's actually interesting how uh, there's very little coverage of the gold and silver market you really have to search that out which is what I like to do and um, one thing that I want to share with you and again I see our videos getting longer than expected but um, it's good stuff. So first of all, check out. You might want to check out that Andrew McGuire interview on King World News. It was posted uh, this morning, April first. And also, I mentioned Ted Butler quite a bit because I love Ted. Basically, goes through all these exchange reports weekly basis. He's been doing it for a couple decades. Very methodical, detail-oriented guy. And uh, because the, the reports aren't easy to decipher, but again, he kind of looks through and sees the signs of what's happening. So you might be able to sense when, what I expect anyways, I don't know what you expect, but I'll speak for myself, what I expect eventually happen. And here's a quote um, from his column that hopefully, I'll, I'll keep it just a short one, hopefully you won't mind that, but Wednesday, Ted wrote, What's gotten me contemplating the silence of crashing trees in the forest is that we just ended the tightest and therefore closest to an outright physical squeeze in a COMEX silver delivery month than ever before. He also adds, most importantly, I also got the distinct impression that the shorts which did make delivery struggled in doing so. And let's just explain what that means real quickly. Again, it's the silver is traded in paper. Now there is a physical component because some people take delivery. So when the contract expire, if you owe delivery of physical silver to someone and they want it, you have to produce the silver. And I'd highly, for more specific detail on this, I'd highly recommend Ted's uh, research at Butler Research, which goes into the minutia. But to keep things simple and just get the point across. Again, you hear Andrew McGuire, who I think is a good source of information here, Ted Butler, and some of the other people who see uh, Eric Sprott was mentioning that he's been noticing some things of significance. And again, that's why it's not the easiest thing to capture a bubble, because there are signs of something that could potentially happen. I have to preface this with saying sometimes when you see the things happening beneath the surface and how stunning and blatant and extreme they are, I guess the way I've been phrasing it lately is that it's almost all the signs that you would look for 
except the price actually exploding are happening. Again, I felt that way for a while. It's because it's when you see it, it's so stunning. Um, so whether that means uh, we're very close to it, uh, I certainly think that's becoming increasingly more possible. Um, but again, I don't make recommendations because I'm not a licensed financial advisor. I'm just a guy that worked on a trading floor for a while and, and saw some of this Wall Street matrix from inside. But what I've personally done and feel has been always a good strategy is that any, whether it's silver or gold or any sort of situation where you know at some point what has to happen, but you don't know the timing, I like structuring my trade so that the timing is on my side. So don't maybe put all of your money into short-term minor options, which perhaps I've done it. All, not all of it, but, um, you know, there's a lot of risk to these things. Yet, if you're taking an extra 100 or 500 bucks each month that you save and you're buying physical metal somewhere that you can store and it's not impacting, you're not going overboard and putting yourself in a situation where, you end up one day and you know silver might go higher, but the price just got rigged because of some banker nonsense and then meeting your mortgage payments or other commitments in life become a challenge is uh, not the most fun way to go. So anyway, it's going to be exciting. It is exciting. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. I'd uh, love to hear what you're thinking. And if there's any questions that you'd like to hear some more comment on in the future, I'll learn to make these shorter at some point, but hopefully, uh, you know, you're finding it worthwhile and I can just help you prepare for some of the things that are happening. And with that said, I do hope you're having a beautiful weekend and uh, enjoying yourself and wish you all the best and look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks.